Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share with a friend or on social media. It's a pleasure to meet you, my friend. Come take a seat at my desk. I gotta tell you, kid, the whole team is more than impressed. Your melody song and all of your choruses shine. The lyrics are sound and your voice is fundamentally fine. But face it, if you wanna make it onto radio, kid, you gotta do as I say. Change all the hymns into hers And just don't tell the world that you're Happy to help, take my card Please think about what I've said But this is an industry Where people make money Say your art has to sell And you should never seek to challenge an audience They buy what they're told And we never get it wrong Go write us a non-offensive Tasteful, conventional That you need to go far You're a talented guy You can shake Hollywood to the ground And with us on your side Plus your looks You're gonna conquer this town But face it If you wanna break into this business Kid, you gotta play the part And you'll never play a leading man If you let on to your fans The truth about who you are
The views of the host of the weekly list are not necessarily those of KYMN ownership, management, or its advertisers. A few years ago, I wrote a column in a publication I was running that was called The Ridiculous Notion of Pride and Equality. The premise of the column was essentially an apology to my LGBTQ etc. brothers and sisters because I held then, as I do now, pride is a necessary thing because of bigotry and ignorance. We have pride festivals in a pride month because there are still some small-minded nimrods out there who just won't accept anything that is out of their narrow view of the world. Because of these morons, our gay brothers and sisters and mothers and daughters and uncles and colleagues and dear friends and mentors and everything else have to be reminded that those ideas are starting to seem archaic, although clearly not quickly enough. If I say to you, I love you and I respect your right to love the person you love, that just sounds ridiculous to me. It's like saying, I respect your right to own a green shirt, because that's what we're talking about here. We are talking about something so fundamental that it really kind of appalls me that someone would say otherwise. How stupid would someone sound if they said, all those with green shirts are going to hell, or your right to wear a green shirt puts my right to wear a green shirt in jeopardy, or all those people who wear green shirts are gross. There are many, many societal issues that I will go to the mats for. There are so many quote-unquote controversial ideas that I will defend. None of them will get me more animated quicker than speaking out against homophobia. The people who still think homosexuality is anything less than a normal way of life are, in my mind, uneducated, prehistoric, gullible, vapid, hackneyed, troglodyte goobers whose very existence lessens the entire human experience. You know that line from that Adam Sadler movie, what you just said is the dumbest thing anyone has ever said and everyone in this room is now dumber for having heard it? I'm looking at you, Captain Homophobe. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Pride Festivals, and if you've ever been to one, you know what I'm talking about. I've never felt more collective love and empowerment anywhere else. There's something about a Pride Parade or a gathering of people to celebrate the rainbow and everything about it that is one of the happiest things I have ever encountered. But it drives me crazy that there are people out there with so much hate in their hearts that we still feel the need to do this. If that's you, please turn this show off and never listen to it again. My name is Rich Larson. His name is Daniel G. Moyer. This is The Weekly List. Well, good evening, everybody. You're listening to 95.1 FM, AM 1080, KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us once again for another, another, what? I don't know what just happened to my voice there. Thank you for joining us once again for another edition of the Weekly List. And, uh, you know, Danny. Yeah. You brought up the idea of doing a, a show about uh, Pride for Pride Month. Yeah. And, you know, the, my, my first thought was, yeah, well, two middle-aged, <laughs> like early to mid-50s yeah. cisgendered white guys. I mean. Yeah, it's, well, you know. Maybe it's it's something idea. that's really important to both of us. By the way, I mean, dude, this, this evening's thing, uh, what was that, a troglodyte goober? Uh, yeah, that was well said, well placed. I couldn't. I, I tried to get the uh, drooling in there too, but I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't quite make it work. No, I mean, wow, damn, son. <laughs> it's almost like you know. I, what was your opinion on all this? And by the way, I share your opinion. I know you absolutely. Do. I know you do. And I mean, you're exactly right. What right do you and I have 
to talk about these issues. We have none. Right. We really don't. Right. So I brought my daughter, Eileen, <laughs> down. Um, and so she's going to be covering a lot of stuff. Um, and she can say pretty much whatever she wants as long as that it covers the FCC right, stuff. Keep it clean. Kid. Yes. You know, so Eileen, this is here, everybody. This is my daughter, Eileen. So Eileen, say hi. Hi. Welcome, Eileen. I'm gay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So there she there just it is. threw down okay. her cred. All right. Cool. Exactly. I know what I'm talking about. And you, uh, Eileen, you pretty well programmed the entire show tonight, yes. didn't you? In yes, fact, I not did. even pretty well. You did. You programmed the entire show. Thank you. I, uh, I, 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 you know, because I'm white, cisgendered, 52-year-old <laughs> male guy, I had heard exactly one of these songs before. Uh, Ooh, before which song was that one? Born well, This Way. Well, oh, we'll oh talk yeah. About, yeah. 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 Everybody's got to know Gaga. Right, exactly, exactly. So, so. Um, well, welcome, Eileen, and we are very, very happy to have you here. We, your dad and I both think it's a super important show, and uh, yeah. you give us credibility. Yay! Yeah. See, how about that? I mean, it's always been about street cred, right? Yes, and, you exactly. Know. Okay. All right, so tell us about that first song we heard. All right, so the first song was a radio-friendly pop song by a guy called Matt Fischel, and Matt Fischel, he is a British artist. He's not... Super popular. His stuff is pretty quiet, but I know I first heard that song online because I hear everything online because I am Gen Z. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yes, she is. Well, I'm actually kind of like between Gen Z and Millennial. Yeah. I'm, I'm too old to be Gen Z and I'm too young to be a Millennial, but. So you're, you're kind of like the you're, Generation you're, X. You're 22? 21. I'll be 22 20. in like two months. Okay. So. Okay. All right. So you, you were born in 1999. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember when I thought 1999 was going to be the end of the world and it was just the beginning of you. <laughs> Sadly, well, part of me wishes the world ended that year. Then I wouldn't no. have to deal with life. <laughs> oh, you know what? Man. There's some of this that I lead maybe tied into the apocalypse. That uh, thank yeah, you. Perhaps. So I mean, there it she's is. the stopgap. She exactly. could be. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so Matt Fischel. So yeah, Matt Fischel. Uh, I actually have all of his albums. He's a definitely predominantly queer artist. I mean, he is gay. Um, and so all his music is about being gay and being about like the whole like gender roles are stupid and stuff like that and I love radio friendly pop song and I feel like it's a good first song for a radio because it's all about hey uh, you can't be gay on the radio and he's like uh actually yes I can yeah he can so, yeah and I, I really like that song a lot because it's like the whole like the whole thing of like I think the, the best part of the whole song in my opinion is like are you, are you do you not get it the kids already know <laughs> like that's like it's like y- y- yo yeah. yo they right. know this stuff right so. right yeah, yeah, and it's just also hellaciously catchy. It is. Yeah. I mean, is. really, if you want to start something off with like a a pop sounding yeah. firework firecracker piece, that was a good yeah. choice, kiddo. Yeah, and okay. that's also the first song I think that he ever like released publicly in like a whole like this is who I am kind of way. So cool. So yeah. all right. So uh, coming up next, then, what are we going to do next? Um, the next song is Blame It on the Girls by this artist called Mika. Mika. And now, this song has nothing to do about being queer or anything mm-hmm. like that, but just because the artist himself, he's actually gone on a, a lot of queer artists and a lot of queer people in general have a thing of what they do is they're like, I'm this label. No, actually, I'm this label. No, actually, I'm this label. And Mika started out being like, I, I'm bisexual. And then he went to, I'm gay. And then he went to, I just don't like labels. But right. he is currently engaged to a man right now okay. so and even if he's one of those people like i don't like labels that still could be considered queer even questioning even if you're not sure what you are is still considered part of the queer community absolutely so. without a doubt and you know the thing about mika 
the thing that was kind of surprising is you and I discovered Mika independently yeah. because I discovered Mika a long time ago from the song Lollipop. Yeah. And so... That's also how I discovered him, too, because, again, online. And actually, the reason I chose Blame It on the Girls instead of Lollipop for this list is because when I found it online, I heard a lot of people being like, yeah, um, since he's a European artist, it's like, at this time, everyone in this specific area, when it came out knew this song everyone knew it word for word and Everybody i'm like yeah and it was super catchy but also blame it on the girls is super catchy and i'm like if it's not as well i mean i'm not sure how well known mika is in the united states but i'm like i personally like blame it on the girls just a little better i mean i like Lollipop, wait, wait. so you like this song a little bit better because not as many people know it just in general you are your father's <laughs> no. daughter Right. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> okay. Not far from the tree. I mean, it's not a specific reason, but it's one of them. <sighs> All right. So, uh, any idea when this came out? What year this song is? Uh, not entirely. By oh. the way, I should warn you, Kate. He ambushes a lot by asking that kind of stuff. And, if you know, you got to know this stuff. From the 21st century, this is Mika with Blame It on the Girls on 95.1 KYMN, The Rainbow. Said, My life stinks. And I saw his gold credit card. And I saw the way that he was looking at people across the room. And I looked at his face. And, you know, quite a good-looking face. And I just said, dude, your perspective on life sucks. He's got a looks that books take pages to tell. He's got a face to make you fall on your knees. He's got money in the bank to think, and I guess you could think he's living at ease. Like the others on the open shore. What's the matter when you're sitting there with so much more? What's the matter while you're wondering what the hell to be? Are you wishing you were ugly like me? Blame it on the girls who know what to do. Got money in the bank to think and I 
like you're not falling in love, but I guess this avoids the stress of falling out of it. Are you tired of me yet? I'm a little sick right now, but I swear when I'm ready, I will fly us out of here. And I'll figure out a way to get us out of here Cave Town with a song called This Is Home. Eileen, I don't know anything about that song. Tell me all about it. So that song was written by Cave Town. And um, Cave Town is an aromantic, asexual trans man. And so asexual essentially means you don't experience sexual attraction. And aromantic essentially means you don't experience romantic attraction. So the whole like idea of like romantic relationships is kind of like, eh. 
Uh, not for me. Not too into that. And a trans man is someone who was born female at birth, but they identify with male. So they, a lot of times, not always, they transition. Like one of my best friends is a trans man. So I'm pretty familiar with that. And that whole song is all about being a trans man. Like an arrow ace trans man specifically. Like the very first lyric is often I am upset that I cannot fall in love. But I guess that avoids the stress falling out of it. And it's like a lot of times arrow ace people feel that they're broken because they can't fall in love but it's like it's you're not broken you're just different you just don't d- do the, the romantic thing yeah. it's like that's so chill and i just think the term arrow ace is interesting how does that come about arrow ace because it's aromantic okay you just so take it's, yeah it's so it's like a lot of a. times when like there's like there's like um like a lot of times like bisexual a lot of times people remove the sexual part and say bi or like okay. pansexual, you just remove the sexual part and say you say pan, you know? So it's like with aromantic, you just move the to arrow, and then ace, asexual, it's, it's just removing the last little bit of it. And arrow okay. ace is putting it both together. Because not all aromantic people are asexual, and not all asexual people are aromantic. So, like, for example, I would consider myself asexual. I don't experience sexual attraction. But I do experience romantic attraction. I am totally interested in finding a relationship with someone, but I just, the other bit is like, okay... Okay. Whatever. That, that makes a lot of sense. And thank you very much for explaining. You explained all this to me coming down here, which was yeah. great. And I think that this could really turn into a great education thing. So that thank you for that. Thank you very much yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other part is also about him being a trans man. And the lines that really say that are the lines of like, I'll cut my hair and I'll hide my chest. Because a lot of like, because if you're assigned female at birth, you have breasts most of the time, you mm-hmm. know? And so men don't. So a lot of times having breasts can be a big part of gender dysphoria. And gender dysphoria is the whole like disconnect between you and your body. It's like when you look at your body, you're like, that's not me. And the reason you're like, that's not me is because of specific like gendered things like genitals and breasts and stuff right. like that. So a lot of times trans men will wear binders, which like flattens their chest. So it looks like they don't have breasts. So the whole like I'll hide my chest is the whole like thing of like I'm wearing a minder you know it's like so those lines are specifically to the trans aspect of it and the song is all about like hey everything's kind of weird I don't know really who I am yet and so I'm sort of starting trying to figure myself out because a lot of queer all queer people actually have those of like I don't know who I am I'm trying to figure it out because it's like it's a thing you're like a lot of times since with heterosexuality and cis being cisgender that's so normalized like everyone knows what it means to be straight and what it means to like identify with your birth gender because that's just it's the norm and so that's why it's like for me the reason I know a lot of this stuff is because I have the internet which is also why I think that the internet is so important and why a lot of the younger generation knows more about this it's because they have access to that information yeah, I think that so. you're absolutely right. I think that there's a lot of truth in what you're saying. Um, you know, and I guess from my vantage point, um, you know, I so many things have changed since when I was a kid. And so a lot of these things, I think it's confusing to a lot of people who might be older than your generation um, who don't understand this. And the thing that really strikes me, and I love this song, this song was really depressing to me when I first heard it because yeah. it's, it's about being lost. And one of the things that all people have in common, whether they're straight or whether they're LBGTQ plus community, we all go through commu- questioning who we are really as a person. And then when you throw your own sexuality and your sexual identity on top of that, what a, f- 
what a mess. <laughs> I almost said y- Yeah, were you just about careful. to swear? If uh, I can't careful. swear, you can't swear. I, I, well, exactly. I was going to... Uh, what a freaking mess. <laughs> uh, what a mess. Okay, so, uh, Benny. Yes. Um, I actually don't know much about Benny, but I know this song came out in 2014, and Benny, I believe, actually was only 14 when the song was released. Oh, really? And so, which just shows just how, and it's so impressive because the song is all about, the song is called um, Little Game, and it's all about gender roles. It's not explicitly about being queer, but I know Benny himself identifies as queer, and so he's on YouTube. He's a YouTuber. You can look up, he does a lot of like stuff with other like queer and gay YouTubers and stuff like that, but this song came out when he's 14 and it shows this like real knowledge of like how gender roles can really mess with you like one of the best lines in the entire song in my opinion is the line you're raising suicidals with your predetermined titles and it's like by saying oh you are a boy you can't do pink it's like so that's pretty much what that whole song is about it's about saying hey that's dumb maybe don't do that you know i i I gotta before we get to the to the to the song, I, I I need to point this out because it 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 really is. Um, this is sort of a back in my day kind of a thing. <laughs> no, it, it is amazing to me. Uh, you know, I I just I just went on a huge rant about uh, 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 about my feelings on, on on the issue, but I'm almost personally, I feel like I'm almost talking in old weathered used terms because the the conversation has shifted from you know gay rights to we're now talking about gender roles and we're now talking about and 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 understanding what that is and how like and and for a lot of people our age i mean we kind of swim in this stuff we are we are we struggle sometimes to understand it all Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just sort of sit there and think, you know what? I don't need to understand it. I just need to ac- accept it. Exactly. And, acceptance but really is the answer. The accept- acceptance is important, but I do think, you know, once you get to acceptance, yes, take that extra step and 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 and, and try to understand it and and, yep. and 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 you know listen to to the younger gen- the younger generation is having a different conversation than we were having thirty years ago. Well, and this is what I've always talked about, Rich. I've always said that you and I are really kind of a transitional generation. We're between our parents and our children. And whether that's, I mean, the stuff of, hey, you and I went from vinyl to CDs. Now, Eileen totally streams everything, right? right? No, I don't. I buy the songs. Well, I know that you buy the songs, (laughs) but you also stream them, too, because you also ripped on me for that, too. Like, why are you buying a CD, Dad? Because why would you? Never mind. That's a whole other discussion. Okay, yeah. But I mean, but that's that's I one of the things that we're kind of talking about. Here, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. So uh, from 2014, this is Benny with Little Game on 95.1 KYMN, the one. Play our little game, play our little game 
photos with your predetermined titles like a mess. Distressed, I am unimpressed. Your excess address is all you'll ever be. Gender roles and bows, control and deceit, progressive times. Welcome to the land of the broken
direction. Now listen to me. Oh, 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 I want you. But no, 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 this won't do. No, no, I won't screw with no protection. That was uh, Pansy Division with no protection, which uh, which is uh, I mean advice that was is germane as germane today as it was back uh, thirty five thirty six years ago when I first heard it, yep. and uh, you know just you know use protection, man. I I love Pansy Division. They first came on my radar. I used to work at Grinnell College down in Grinnell, Iowa, and there was a. Um, we had a bunch of bands that came in and Pansy Division came in. And so, I, of course, I hear a punk rock band going, and I didn't know anything about them. They called themselves Queer Core. And they played a song called Bunnies, which there's no possible way that we could play that on the radio. No possible <laughs> way at all. Um, but I love that band. And I remember going um, to have a beer afterwards and talking with the lead singer of that band and saying, man, I totally, not only do I dig the message that you got, but you've really, um, I, you guys are true punk rock. And this song that we just played, I'll let I lead and describe it a little bit more. It, I mean, it's got auto-tune on it. Is that it, Kate? Yes, I love auto-tune so much. Like, <laughs> auto-tune used as an instrument, like not as like a correction, but like as, a, as it's purposely used to make like a cool sound. I Love it. You've stolen that line from me. I'm just going to let you know that. No, no, no. This is my own opinion. I okay. love auto-tune. Okay. I hate, cool. I hate auto-tune. I just want to <laughs> go on record See, with we, that. <laughs> there we are. But so anyhow, talk about, talk about that song and why that's important. So the reason I chose No Protection as opposed to their song Spiral is because I've noticed a lot of songs on this list kind of have like a sadder tone, which is really... It's typical of queer music because, again, being queer is sometimes a really sad existence. Because that's my biggest thing. If people are being like, oh, being gay is a choice. Like, who would choose hmm. to have all that trauma? Hmm. Who would choose to have all that depression? Like, mm -hmm. uh, what? But so that's why Preach. I chose no protection instead because it's a more upbeat, more like yo. And also, again, the message of using protection, especially for like a one night stand, something like that is super important. And it also, because it's also super important, and especially a really important thing within the queer community because of the whole like AIDS pandemic, because like hundreds of thousands of queer men and women died because they weren't getting the help they needed and stuff like that. And everyone's like, oh, that's the gay disease. I don't want to deal with that stuff. That's scary. Danny, do you remember when uh, AIDS was, was called GRIDS? 
Yes, I do. Yeah, gay related. And it was also immi- called um, immune defi- deficiency. Yeah. It was also called gay cancer. The gay cancer. Yeah. And I also remember that our president at the time did not talk about it or mention it until 1986. Yep. And it had been around for years. It had been around for six years, seven yeah. years. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, so okay. Uh, that was Pansy Division. Now we're going to talk about something near and dear to my heart: poetry. Oh, this is this is known as the richest haiku corner. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just stop you for a second because I, I you can't you can't hear what's going on here, Danny. But like sometimes Danny is is super quiet and sometimes Danny is super loud. And and I there's not a lot we can do about the levels here. We only have we have three people in the studio. and We only have two microphones. So folks, just. If you can roll with this a little bit, we do we do apologize for any annoyances and all that stuff, but we appreciate your patience. All right. So Rich is Haiku Corner, Rich is and they call him Haiku Rich. Yes, they do. I think I feel like I feel like Rich's Haiku Corner might need some theme music or something. We'll have to Ooh. figure that out. Okay, here we you ready? Yeah, go. Right, we have three today. Three, three. Hey, is it is it one for each of us? I'm just yes. I'm trying to rip. Yes, it so is. So this was a planned thing, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Good Danny. deal. All right, go, Rich. I'm going right. to leave you alone. I just love rainbows. They're every single color. All are welcome, babe. Nice. Good. Okay, this one, this one's kind of, I, I cheated maybe a little bit, but I like to think of it more as like this is in seven, eight time where you have to drop one beat off the measure and go to the next one. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Follow me off of this. So you, this is, okay. I'm all, right. I'm all over that. All right. Okay. So you're, uh, you're Dave Brubeck. Okay. Of poetry. Yeah, yeah, that's me. I am the Dave Brubeck of haikus. Yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> here we go. You think it's a choice? I don't remember deciding I'm straight. Do you? Oh, wow. Yeah, you are the... Did you see what I did there with yeah, the B-I-N-G? I, I, I did see yeah, that. Yeah, see you, was, yeah, that was the Dave Brubeck of haikus. I've never heard that done before on a haiku. Maybe that should be the uh, the, the theme song for Rich's Haiku Corner, State 5. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am the Dave Brubeck of haikus, evidently. <laughs> All right, one more. I'm enamored with... Your ability to love. It's inspiring. All right. All right. Okay. So tell us about uh, what's going on at Imminent. Let's get get the basic stuff out of the way. Uh, First, Eileen. Yes. Are you fully vaccinated? Yes, I am. Okay, good. When you go to Imminent Brewing, then you don't have to wear a mask. Dope. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's that generation throwing down. Eileen. Yes. Do you believe the pandemic is over and 100% behind us? No. <laughs> I work in customer service. And, I know it's not. Uh, yeah, you work in a grocery store, too. I work two jobs. I work in a grocery store and a drugstore. And a girl. All right. All right. Me neither. Uh, neither does the management at Imminent Brewing. So they're going to ask those of you who are not yet fully vaccinated. And by fully vaccinated, I mean two weeks removed from the shot that would complete the vaccine cycle. So like if you had the Johnson & Johnson shot, that's just the one shot. Or if you had your second shot for Pfizer or Moderna or whatever. Um then okay. <laughs> if you are if you are two weeks removed, then you you don't have to wear a mask. Now, uh, but if you aren't, then we are going to ask you to wear a mask. Now, here's the thing about this: uh, there is no way to enforce this rule because no one's going to ask you 
if you've been vaccinated, no one's going to like demand proof because we you know, really can't do that. Yeah. So it comes down to personal responsibility, right? Now you can be a jerk and say that you're vaccinated when you're not, but what does that say about your character? Yeah. You know, and your integrity. Yep. Yep. The thing is, no, you know, no one's going to ask you. So, you know, if you're going to lie about it, well, then you're just going to have to live with yourself. Okay. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'd say it's about 85%, maybe 80% uh, that I mean, it's sort of business as usual. Uh, they're still operating at 85% capacity, although they, uh, they, they did add more chairs to the patio this weekend. There's a rumor that there are going to be some more tables available this weekend Ooh, also nice. on the patio. We're not G- sure yet. Gavin and I were there on Sunday. We missed you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, don't, I still don't understand how that happened because I, li- I literally I got a text from you almost as I was walking into the brewery. That, I mean, I don't know. It was it was weird. We were there for a little bit, and then Gavin wanted to walk down the street, so we did. My car was parked still in front of it at the time. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that happened. Anyway, oh, well. anyway, um, so the, you know, they're still operating at eighty five percent capacity. There still isn't live music yet. We are going to talk about live music next week, though. Oh, fantastic! Uh, pretty much everything else is uh, the way it's been for four years, minus the uh, the pandemic year. Dragon Squirrel Juicy IPA, Cannon River Pale Ale, Missing Link Dark Lager, which is the growler sitting on my desk right now for you, Danny. Uh, what, what what kind again was that? Missing Link Dark Lager. Oh, nice. Yeah. This okay, good. And Thank you, you, dude. You are you are uh, you are morally obligated to share some of this with your daughter if she would like some. Yes, you are. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I am twenty one. I can have. I can consume the alcohol. She can. <laughs> she <laughs> the can. What? One of the first drinks I had was actually a thing of vodka. Oh. I tried to, re- I tried to recreate this vine of this kid going, time to have the vodka, down the hatch, and he spits it all over the thing. It's it awful. was so funny because Eileen was like, that tasted, it tastes like an alcohol yes. swab. <laughs> you should like spit it all over our deck. It was, it was a very proud moment That's for me. That's all right. All right. Okay. Wolf Creek IPA, Session Mark Hill Wheat, Lockwood Pre-Prohibition Style Lager, and Rumination Brown Ale. That's the one you like. The thoughtful beer. The thoughtful beer. Yeah. Tomorrow, it's Norris Cuisine at Eminem Brewing. Norris Cuisine. Saturday, it's Cafe Sean Pizza Night. Sunday, it's Potter's Pasties. Eminem Brewing is open 4 to 8 on Thursdays, 4 to 9 on Fridays, 2 to 9 on Saturdays when I will be there, and 2 to 7 on Sundays. As always, the information you need can be found on their website at eminentbrewing.com. That's awesome. Yeah, That's man. really great. All right. So the next song that we've got is uh, Bad as the Boys um, by Tove Lo. I like this song. Yeah, you know, here's here's the thing. I, I remember um, it was years ago. Her first album, um, was it Queen of the Skies? Queen of the Clouds. Queen of the Clouds. I discovered that album, and I totally flipped out. And I did discover, I brought you to Tove Lo. Yes. And I went and saw her at First Avenue you at back first. Off, you got to back off the mic. Okay, brother. I went to uh, First Avenue That's and I too saw much. her play. Somewhere in between there. Okay. And um, so anyhow, uh, you and I, one of the concerts that we went to right before the pandemic hit was... Um, Tove Lo, right? Yeah. I actually brought my one of my best friends, Keegan, with me. And I'm proud to say that I took Keegan's concert virginity that night. He had never been to a concert before. So I was like, there we go, boy. It's actually how he and I became friends because we had an extra ticket to this Tove Lo concert and I need someone to go with me. And I'm like, hey, Keegan, you know some Tove Lo. And he's like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. Come with me. And he's like, okay. So. 
Wow. So we bonded over Tovlo. Yeah. The night you stole his... Concert virginity. Concert innocence. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, this is uh, this is from, you know, sometime in the last 10 years. This is... Uh, uh, this is actually like really recent. It's from... Um, I Hello, can get it was the, the kitty. Sunshine Kitty. Sunshine Kitty, yeah. So like 2019, 2020. Sweet. Yeah. So. So from somewhere around there, this is Toe Low with Bad as the Boys. 95.1 KYMN. I run my fingers through a head. Crushing my hope that this could go anywhere. I'm just a memory of good times. She's not mine. Love hurts when you hold her, but it's over.
Trying to keep me teeny now. Now they need me. Number one, no screaming. No, yeah, you used to love me. So what happened? What's the meaning? I, I thought you want this for my life. For my life. Said you wanted to see me thrive. You lied. Now when it's all done, I get the upper hand. And I need a big bitch, not another fan. But I still want you as a fan. I'ma need a sit down, don't mean to make demands, but I need you to say to me what you want from me, just Danny, you were just, what, this is the song, that was a song about a sandwich? Yeah, that was a song about a sandwich. So, Eileen, tell me why we played Panini on on this uh, Pride show. First, I want to say you're wrong. It's not a song about a sandwich. What do you mean? What's a Panini? A Panini but is a no, sandwich. Because there's this show on Cartoon Network that I'm, so Lil Nas X is my age. He's only a few, young, few months older than me. And there was this show on Cartoon Network called Chowder. And in Chowder, it was all about this kid who was a chef's apprentice. And every single character was named after um, a food. So like Chowder, Mung, Panini, you know. And Panini was this girl who was obsessed with Chowder, head over heels in love with him. And so there's one episode, though, where Chowder becomes famous and Panini stops liking him because of that. And Lil Nas X is a huge fan of Chowder. So this song is about that episode. In fact, there's a version of the video. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm dead serious. There's, if you fantastic. go on YouTube and look up Panini, there's a version that is animated with the Chowder characters. So oh, cool. this song is not about a sandwich. This song is about the show Chowder. Okay, so then why are we playing a song about Chowder on this show in particular? Because, why did you pick this? Because Lil Nas X is actually, I would say right now, a very important queer icon to the queer community. Yeah. Because um, his popularity was in 2019... 2019, 2020, right? So, and in 2019, that was when he was the height of his fame. Old Town Road just came out. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, it's a big thing. Also, Old Town Road, random fun fact, is a song about the game Red Dead Redemption 2. So, that's a really fun game. I love it. I played it recently with friends. And so, um, so the thing is, at the height of his fame, during Pride Month, he comes out as gay, which is something right. that can be detrimental to a musician, not just a musician, especially, to anyone's career. Especially an artist who at the time was at the top of the country charts. Exactly. Yeah. I think um, Old Town Road like broke a record for how long it was at number one. Yeah. So like, so for him to come out and be like, hey, yo, what's up? I'm gay. Everyone's like, what? So, so that, and the song I really wanted to play actually was Montero, Call Me By Your Name, because Montero is actually Lil Nas X's real name. Oh. So it, the song is because he actually wrote himself a letter. You can find it like on his Twitter about he had wrote himself a letter about saying, hey, I know when we first out, found out we were gay, we were never going to come out. And then he's like, but I did. And a lot of gay people are actually like, I'm never going to come out because it's scary to come out. You know, it can yeah. be being gay is traumatizing, depending on the circumstance. I myself am very lucky to come from a very accepting family and having very accepting friends. And I don't have any trauma related to my queerness to me being gay or anything like that so i'm very lucky in that but a lot of people do have that trauma so the fact that he was brave enough to be like hey 
I'm gay at the height of his fame when he could lose everything with all the trauma there. It's like that is so impressive and so important as well. It's so important. And also because a lot of his fans were like younger people. And I actually myself, I work in customer service and I try to present myself as gay as possible. Because first off, we're in Minnesota. They legally can't (laughs) fire me for being gay. They can't fire me for that. So I have the right to do that. But the biggest reason I do that is because... It is so important for younger people to see other older queer people thriving. And I'm not necessarily thriving per se, but I'm at the best in my life that I have been. I have good friends. I am working two jobs. I'm at a point where I feel like I can do almost anything, you know? So it's like one of my favorite experiences when I'm working is all, I have this rainbow belt. It's a belt. It's rainbow. I just throw it on. And I love seeing like middle school kids come in and sort of like side eye me and then go back to their parents and side eye me again. And then at the very end of the whole transaction, they're like, I like your belt and then leave. And it's like, that's awesome. That's like, because whether that kid is queer or not, that I have just showed that, hey, I am living my life and doing my thing as an openly gay person. That's awesome. You know, and that's what pride is really what's important about it. I mean, that you're comfortable being you. And Eileen has a lot of nicknames. I call her Kate, I call her Binks, and all that kind of stuff. And Kate, you know, that's, I love you. You know, and I always have. And so I think it's very important um, that parents um, love your children, love your children without exception. Um, A lot of a lot of kids get thrown out of their house for exactly what you're talking about. And I find that incredibly upsetting as a parent. I find that upsetting. And that's reality. There's a lot of homeless kids out there just because they are who exactly they are. And I'm so thankful to have you in my life um, just because you're you. There's only one you. So, and I love you. Yes, I'm very special. Indeed. (laughs) Yeah, she'll tell you that too. Indeed. Okay, so... It was all very touching and everything. Okay, yeah, well, <laughs> it's it's always a love fest here. I, you at, know what? Uh, speaking as a, a a a someone who's got at least three incredibly close people who at, at least identify as queer and if not straight up gay, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. all members of my family. Career boy, who's who did Career Boy? Ooh, okay. Let me this tell is, y'all yes, about great. my favorite musician, Dorian Electra. I Dorian Electra. I love Dorian Electra. Actually, Dorian Electra, I think, is a big part of me realizing that not only am I gay, I am non-binary. So, non-binary is not something to do with sexuality; it's something to do with gender. And so, the gender binary is so it's like you have on one side of the gender binary is female, and on the other side of the gender binary is male. And everyone believes you're either one or the other. Even a lot of people in the queer community believe you're either one or the other. You are either male or you are female. If you're trans, you're still one or the other. You're just not the one you were assigned at birth. But non-binary is something outside of that, meaning you can either be neither, you can be both, you can be a little bit of one, a little more of the other. It's it, it's something that it's sort of like it, it's it's a weird relationship with gender. It's, you're not exactly what you're not ma- exactly male. You're not exactly female. You're you're both and. It's hard to explain. So, well, no, this is the question, and I've always maintained that sexuality is is not, it's kind of a continuum, that you're never going to be far 
all the way this or far all the way that. You're kind of floating someplace in the middle. Would would you say that that's kind of like this? Yes, kind of like that too. It's like, and so Dorian Electra is a non-binary musician. They also, they use they, them pronouns. Pronouns are also a big, important part of stuff like that. So it's like sometimes, because like with your trans example, one of my best friends is a trans man, so um, he was assigned female at birth, but he uses he, him pronouns. He identifies as male. So it's like you use he, him pronouns for him. And I actually have one of my managers at one of my jobs is non-binary as well, and they use they, them pronouns. So it's like, it's they're also very like just whatever about it too, because it's like, it's, it's hard to explain, and you don't want to always get into that unless you're like in an environment like this where people are willing to sit down and be like, okay. What's the vibe? So a lot of times they just like, yeah, just use he, him, whatever, just move on. So, but like I use they, them for them because I know the whole non-binary, I get all that. So it's really cool to have this connection with one of my managers. So, but um, Dorian Electra is a non-binary musician and a big, so for me in the... How did, how did you discover okay. Dorian <laughs> The way Electra, we discovered okay. them is my dad was like, hey, uh, you know Charlie XCX, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I have two tickets to a concert. Do you want to go with me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And Dorian, was, where, where was it? Um, it was at First Avenue, I believe. Yeah, it was my first time at First Avenue, too. It was a really nice venue. But um, Dorian Electra was the opening act for that. And so watching it, I had the first off, the music was freaking amazing i oh my gosh yeah like actually the song career boy we my dad has this video it's on youtube right now but um during this song during the chorus there was someone singing along because that's what you do at a concert you sing along but he was so off key (laughs) it was the funniest thing but also that's what i love about concerts too it's like people coming together to enjoy something all the thing is like it doesn't matter who you are if you're at a concert you have something in common you you have a love for this musician so it's like completely different people but you have that one thing in common it's like a unifying thing but anyway so the reason Dorian Electra really helped me realize I was non-binary was because first off the music was awesome and they just had this vibe of like I want to be like that and so then I went over to like the merch table because also since they're smaller artists they were like oh well we wait for stuff I will meet and greet people take some photos you know and on the merch table there were these little pins these little they them pins which are pins you can put on to be like here are my pronouns without saying your pronouns and I had this like this like doki doki moment you know <laughs> a doki doki moment now I, I kind of know what that is but nobody else oh, is, so. okay so doki doki is like the sound of your heart beating in Japanese it's like the Japanese um onomatopoeia yeah. is that the right word onomatopoeia that's like the 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 clop clop clop, you know. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. so doki doki is the Japanese onomatopoeia for like a beating heart. So it makes when you when your heart goes doki doki, it's like your heart. So so doki doki is ba bum ba bum in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it made okay. my heart go doki doki, and I was like, so <laughs> I I just like I just bought it on a whim, being like, yo, this is yo. And so it was at that moment that like, I was already questioning my gender because when I met my friend who's a trans man like for me the whole idea of like gender orientation and stuff like that was something that was just like a foreign concept on the internet until i met this guy and that's when it became real and that's when i really started questioning my own gender but then going to this concert and seeing those pins and talking to dorian electra really are what like solidified it for me and i even got some pictures taken of me and dorian electra and i think my favorite picture i have is this picture of me talking to them and being like i have these pins and i bought them and it's so cool you have them and be like yo that's cool that you got them so like dorian electra is like really important to me and my own queer discovery with my own gender and stuff like that so yeah and this is one of i think the best songs by them and and actually dorian electra was the last show that we saw yeah. Prior to the close down of the pandemic, and that was at Seventh Seventh Street. Yeah. That was at the entry, and that was really fun too. That so. was a blast. That was great. Yeah.
Okay. So, uh, from uh, First Avenue and the 7th Street entry and the, the you know, great moments in, in Danny and Eileen's uh, relationship, this is Dorian Electra with Career Boy on 95.1 KYMN. Go on.
Haley Kiyoko with Girls Like Girls Like Boys Like Girls, or Boys Like Girls Like Girls Like Girls, or something like that. Girls Like Girls by Haley Kiyoko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There it is. <laughs> there it is. And I love the fact of her nickname. What's her nickname? Go ahead. She's known as the... Oh, le- yeah. She's known as Lesbian Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing that was a real disappointment is, you know, the, uh, the new uh, Fillmore Minneapolis... She was supposed to play there last year. Yeah. And the tour actually got canceled beforehand. Cause, and you and I had tickets to go see. Yeah. We had uh, three, her. I think. I was going to try and find someone to bring that's with right, me. That's right. That's right. We were. So that was a drag that yeah. hopefully she's going to come back. And I'd love her to play the film more sometime. Probably. I've never been in that. Yeah, because weren't they just building it at the time? Yeah. They, they had, like, there had been like two shows 
right? Yeah. I, yeah. And then, yeah. You know, the, the, the Fillmore, I, the, the, that's a, the weekly tangent, right? The Fillmore, <laughs> the whole Fillmore thing sort of, um, sort of offends me. I mean. Why is that? Well, because one of my great heroes throughout music history is, is Bill Graham. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, I've actually been to the Fillmore in San Francisco. Um, and, and uh, like it, I, I was in San Francisco. I was with my buddy who lived there and I'm like, we got to go to the Fillmore night. I don't care who's playing. I don't care what's going on. We got to go. And it was, it turned out it was the, uh, it was weird. It was the, uh, the Jim Rose traveling, um, show of curiosities or what the thing that had been on Lollapalooza yeah the thing with yeah. like the nails and the yeah and like the yeah. guy who lifts things with body yeah, parts exactly. and stuff yeah that's what I saw at the Fillmore uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you had the Allman Brothers play right, there right. and you saw <laughs> right. it wasn't James Chaplin it wasn't Carlos <laughs> no. Santana it was guy who lifts things with appendages <laughs> so, guy who lifts things with appendages sounds fun though well I tell you what it was fun <laughs> It was the whole thing. Like, like there, you know, there was a guy who, like, like he was a he's a um, contortionist, and he pushed his body, entire body, through an unstrung tennis racket. Wait, wait, say that again. He he pushed his entire body through an unstrung tennis racket. I think about that for a second. I'm trying to. I'm like, putting my like, head around like, this like, idea. Like one one arm all the way up to the armpit with the and then like he shoved his head in there and then like he, he made his whole body through that makes me feel in pain i am in pain now because i heard that with my ears this guy th- yeah it was it was really it was something it was something i i um anyway moving on hey <laughs> hey hey binks that's something we could do this weekend stick me through a tennis racket yeah you know that might be fun listen that's, i already no, have enough no, no, back no, no, problems no, no, no. That's, i don't that's, need more that's that's, that's child abuse okay. <laughs> I think it's actually just straight up abuse because I'm not a well, child right. anymore. Well, yeah, but you know he's still your dad, so you know. It's, <laughs> Look, it's, you it's, phone shame me at at Subway today it's because off, I wanted off. a sandwich and you needed to pay for it, and you were on your phone texting your friends like a teenager. I'm the one who's supposed to be on my phone texting my friends. Well, are you not aware of this? Your father <laughs> is exactly. the world's oldest teenager. That is actually very true. It is true. Like he'll he'll show me like he's like he'll be like he like I need to look at this new tech thing, and I'm like. I know that. I don't care. Can I go back to what I'm doing, please? I love you. Not only is he the world's oldest teenager, but he's like an annoying 15-year-old. <laughs> I mean, he's not even like a 17-year-old hey. teenager. <laughs> see, see, all my friends tell me I'm very childish, but honestly, I'm like, I don't think it's going to get any better you because are, of who I'm related yeah, to. Exactly. You are, you, are, you are the product of your upbringing. <laughs> No question about that. Sorry, friends. All right. Well, folks, this is just going to about do it for this here uh, special rainbow edition of the weekly list. If you like the show and you want to hear more, you can find uh, all of our shows on the uh, uh, the KYMN uh, website, KYMNradio.net. Go to our program page. I've got all the old shows archived in there. You can podcast us. We are podcastable. Uh, just go look for the KYMN Radio podcast from wherever you like to get your podcast from, including Stitcher. I love Stitcher. Yeah. And um, or and you can also find us on Facebook under The Weekly List. And I post every new show every Friday morning. And as long as you're on Facebook... Because you're old and you're not, uh, you're not <laughs> gen- That's right. Yeah. I'm going to rip on the... Yeah, I don't use Facebook. I yeah. have a Facebook, but I don't use it. Didn't you call it old face once at some point? No. Okay. No, someone has, I'm sure. Yeah, anyway, probably. so But if, you are, if you're on the Facebook, 
uh, you can find us, and you should go like the KYMN Facebook page, and also find our Twitter page, uh, 95.1, the one on Twitter. Uh, do, 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 do kids tweet anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I don't use Twitter, really. The only okay. time I ever use Twitter is I'm like, hey, I'm live on Twitch. So uh, the only time you're I big on, you're, do you want to do you want to real quick oh, yeah, uh, do you want to do, do you want to do your thing t- uh, tell people about what you do on Twitch so I stream video games I swear a lot more than I do here because I'm not allowed to swear her but I am allowed to swear there so I play video games a lot on Twitch it's just a fun thing I do pretty much my Twitch username is I Lee Lee it's just E I L E E L E E L E E D O N at Twitch so. You know your name is impossible to spell to begin with, and now you really did it? Well, I spelled it. That's why I spelled it. Yeah. So. Right. See? That's yeah. What, that's what she did there. So. See. That's because I'm old and I'm a teenager and don't pay attention. Exactly. You're the one who gave her that name. Yeah. It was an excellent name. I agree. I like my name. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So, um, yeah. So, so you, okay. I don't completely understand the concept, but you go on live on the Twitch <laughs> and, and you play you play video games and you talk to people. Yeah, essentially what I do is like, um, so it's it's kind of what we're doing here, except it's live. And so I have a mic in front of me. I have a, my my I have two monitors on my computer. One has my game and one has all my sound stuff like that. And so I just hit this button to go live. And then I have some friends who pretty watch me pretty consistently. And so they can just open up their computer, or go on Twitch in my channel, and just watch me as I'm playing the game. Do you uh, so. do you make any money doing this? Actually, I have. So it's, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I am an affiliate. So once you get to a certain amount of followers and viewers, you get affiliate, and so people can subscribe to your channel for I think it's about like five dollars a Sweet. month. Sweet. And every hundred dollars you make, you get paid. So like actually, one day I just out of nowhere was like Twitch was like, hey, here's a hundred dollars, and I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. That's I just got an extra hundred dollars. That's and awesome. And I immediately spent it on stuff I didn't need. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Okay, um, Eileen, this was the thank. First of all, thank you very much for coming down and doing this uh, yeah, and giving us fun. giving us some credibility. And uh, it, it's it's this is a uh, a topic that's incredibly important to both myself and your dad. As you know, it's important to your dad. Yeah. Um, and but I just it it was not going to work with just him and me talking about you know gay rights, right? It just wasn't going to work. Yeah, this gay way. Rights. So, you know, yeah, it was going to be a whole lot of. Uh, Gloria Gaynor and Barry Manilow. So. Yeah, it was, and, that, and really, the those are fun songs. But really, this is this is something a little bit more current. And I know that you've got. We we typically end it with you know after we say goodnight, we play the final song. But I lead, and I want you to know just how much I love you. And so I stuck a song that it's it's not a pride song. Um, but I stuck a, a hidden song after Lady Gaga, and I think it's very important that parents support their children in everything. All right. And so this is a song that I'm sticking on there as a bonus, as a special gift from me to you, because I love you. I'm afraid to know what the song is, but thank you. Yeah, okay. it, it, it's a sweet song. It's a, it's a song that I used to sing to my daughters, too. Um, okay, but so this was the, this song, the only song on the whole list that I knew. I, I, you know, yes. I've heard of Lady Gaga. <laughs> yes, this is born <laughs> I, this way by I Lady actually, Gaga. I actually like Lady yeah. Gaga. Yeah, Lady Gaga is awesome. She is awesome. She's also bisexual, which is cool. So, also, it's a very big uh, queer stereotype that um, one of my favorite jokes I've ever heard is like, "What is a gay person's biggest enemy?" No, it's not the homophobes. It's sold at Lady Gaga concerts. <laughs> 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 so, like. <laughs> 
That's pretty good. So I also really like this song because it's one of the few songs and it's like, I am one of those people, like, I get chills when I hear, like, certain sounds and stuff like that. Huh. It's like, like I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like ASMR. So I love ASMR because I get chills. But this is one of those songs that, like, sometimes when I hear a song over and over and over again, the chills start to wear off. But this is one of those songs, no matter what, I always get chills. And it's not just because of how it sounds, but it's mostly because of the message and the lyrics, like, like resonate with me. Because, like, Amen, you know, because, like, I was, like, one of the, like, like, like the, um, the bridge especially like i was one of those kids i was bullied relentlessly in school and i was always made fun of and i'm queer even before people oh <laughs> sorry i just slapped my dad in the face by accident <laughs> no tell me how you really feel i don't know i'm tired no but like so this song was always like when it came out it was like a yo this is this a really good song and it's like really important it's all about like yo accept yourself because you were born this way you know right. and it's like exactly and so it's like by a queer icon, a bicon, as we call them if they're bisexual. And it's like, it's just a really good song and it's really important. It has an awesome message. So I felt like it was the perfect way to end this set list. Is Cher, is Cher still a, 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 a queer icon? I don't know. Okay, see. Yeah. I mean, probably to older generations. It's a but generational thing. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm telling you. Each generation yeah. has their own set of icons. I love Cher. I love Cher. Anyway, Actually. I love Lady Gaga. Yeah. Folks, thanks for listening. And uh, this is Lady Gaga with Born in This Way, and we will talk to you guys again next week. All right. Thanks, Eileen, for being here. Yes, you are welcome. I had fun. Good. Say goodnight, Eileen. Night-night. I'm tired. <laughs> okay, have a nice night. Peace. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. A-M. 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 Just put your paws up, because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. She pulled my hair, put my lipstick on, in a glass of her boudoir. There's nothing wrong with loving who you are, she said, cause he made you perfect, babe. So hold your head up, girl, and you'll go far. Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Give yourself prudence and love your friends. So we can rejoice the truth. In the religion of the insecure, I must be myself, respect my youth.
Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Whether you're broke or evergreen, your black, white, beige, chola descent. Your Lebanese, your Orient. Whether like disabilities left you outcast, for leader teased. Rejoice and love yourself today, 'cause baby, you were born no this way. No matter gay, straight, or bi, lesbian, transgender, life on the right track, baby. Struggling to survive, it's 
Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN radio podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety. 